Hey, this is Rob. Hey, this is Dan. And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan. Uh, today, we're talking about the mighty, the almighty Phil Collins and the other guy who is actually more important than Phil Collins in respect to the song we're talking about. But uh, I am not, uh, I'm not up to snuff, so I'm going to let Daniel take it for a minute. Yeah, we're talking about Easy Lover, <laughs> which is my soundtrack to my life. Because it's by far my favorite song that Phil Collins has ever been involved in. Oh, yeah? I think it's probably mine, too. I mean, dude, I really liked Phil Collins. And, yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, outside of, like, the, the dumb song he did for Tarzan and stuff, like, pretty much everything Phil Collins does, um, um, I'm all over it. I love it. And... And I even have been throughout my life, just never really told anybody during certain times when it wasn't cool to like Phil Collins. <laughs> I've I've always I've always liked Phil Collins. I really liked Genesis, even back in the uh, when I was like I don't know nine, uh-huh. and uh, I can't dance. Um, yeah, that was a great that video. Was awesome, even though it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, and, and like I don't even know how that how how was he cool. Was he cool no in the eighties? I don't even know because I, I was like, think he was. I was like six years old, but like, I mean, for him, it, it speaks on his talent because he certainly is not uh, like cool. <laughs> no, he he was he was not uh, of the of the cool uh, ilk in his time. Uh, you know, balding uh, when he was like I don't know twenty. Um, I can relate. And, uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying in terms of MTV culture and stuff. Yeah, especially not, during that you know, time when, I mean, hair metal. It was about your hair as much as it was about sucking at music. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I love Phil Collins. I love Susudio. I like yeah. uh, um, Another Day in Paradise about homeless people. It's a great song. Um, like, like there's not really many things that he does that I don't like. But yeah. this Easy Lover in particular is, I like, I like Phil Collins the drummer as much as I like Phil Collins the singer and songwriter. Yeah. And this song, man, the drums are so good. Oh man, they're ex- They're just incredibly good drum. The beginning, the intros, just I am like a sucker for intros so mm-hmm. much so that I end up writing you know, 30 intros in yeah. my catalog and then never actually get past that. I'm like, yeah. All right. That's, that's fine. That's cool enough. Um, but <laughs> I love, I love the intros to songs and, um, this one's, you know, uh, yeah, dude, it's like from the very first roll. note, it's just like, yeah. boom. And, and the drums never stop like being hard. And so going back a little bit, like the, the singer, the song Never on a Phil Collins album other than like his hits album. Because mm-hmm. um, the the singer, mostly of the song, Philip Bailey, um, Collins played drums on the whole thing, on his whole album. It's on his album called Chinese Wall. Huh, I didn't know that. Um, Collins produced it. So I did some research um, when we decided to do this song and um, on the podcast. And uh, um, apparently... Phil Collins had left Genesis and he was doing his solo thing and he was also producing, he produced something for, um, somebody from ABBA, 
I think. Mm. And, and then he did um, Philip Bailey's album. Philip Bailey was formerly in Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> in the 70s and I guess early 80s. I'm not sure. but I really didn't know that at all. So, so Philip Bailey is my other favorite part of the song. I think like the vocals in the song are like unreal. And I yeah. love them. I love them. As dorky as it may be. <laughs> I don't um, yeah, I don't know if it's dorky. I I think there so there's like this weird I think there was a time in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s and all the way up into like the mid 2000s that um like music just got really really bad. Yeah. And, and we um, were all in it too. And we were all in it just like everyone else, you know, and uh and it got very like machismo and uh-huh. like you know, uh just kind of gross and i think yeah. that i think honestly it ruined uh the music industry for a bit it ruined the rock industry for sure um mm-hmm. kind of for uh, forever until now <laughs> still um it's it, it really just ruined it and i think it it created this like culture of phil collins can't be cool um, yeah or like bands like that you know because there's yeah. a few different huey lewis or right you know i guess you call it like 80s corporate rock uh, th- mm-hmm. what i think about when i think about that era and and who would like that kind of music would i, I think about american psycho yeah right? totally and <laughs> and like like i mean obviously not serial killers but uh, i mean maybe serial hedge, killers hedge like fund Kong, managers but yeah y- you know like like sales execs with rolled up blazer sleeves and like t-shirts <laughs> on underneath them watching Miami Vice and listening to Phil Collins, you know? And yeah. And that to me still isn't that cool. But I think his talent is so undeniable and his being a drummer is what I was getting at is he played drums on that. I, I don't know if I said that earlier. He played drums on the <laughs> entire album that Philip Bailey um that Philip Bailey album and every song is like that. Every song hits hard like that. And, um, he's his drum, his drumming. I'm not a drummer and, um, like top five, probably mm-hmm. for me, it would be Phil Collins because not only was he an amazing drummer in that respect and in that style, but he actually pioneered some cool stuff like, um, in the air tonight. Um, Dude, yeah. obviously has that big, crazy drum fill and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's so cool. But before that, um, that whole intro sequence is actually on a drum machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the, the 808, um, which is what was made famous by like Rick Rubin and the uh, hip hop uh, yeah. ilk, you know, at the time. So like Beastie Boys and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. they, they ran the 808, the Roland 808. And it might have actually been the the um, the rhythm, what was it the rhythm designer? The one right before the 808. It was like the original drum machine. Um, mm-hmm. It's this big toy box looking thing <laughs> and as a drummer he would have gone in and there's no pads it's not like modern drum machines where you're like playing pads and stuff it uh-huh. was just like buttons and knobs yeah and so he's like he's like turning knobs and pressing buttons and going okay this sounds cool and then i'm gonna go back here and i'm gonna be like dun, 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 dun. and I'm yeah. just, it's like just his his vision and his um and then singing over that too yeah. you know oh, like totally singing over just i mean in the air tonight so that could be a whole show on its own <laughs> um, because that's probably the most recognizable drum solo that, or drum fill that's ever been filled. right. I watched something recently with Dave Grohl talking about um, playing drums and singing. And man, who was he talking to? 
he was talking to someone, but he's sitting there playing drums and they're like, and then you like sing. Why, why didn't you ever play drums while you sang? Uh, or why didn't you sing while you played drums? What, what made you get up and play the guitar? He's like, no one can play drums and sing and be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, except for Phil Collins and Don Henley. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Those are like the only two. And, yeah. and that's iffy on Don Henley. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. And he, he's just so good. At at drums, you know, not only like hitting hard and like, it's just like what he's doing as a drummer is interesting too. Let's, um, let's listen to it for just a second. Do that that intro, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do that. Um, let's pull up easy lover. I love that. Wee, wee, wee. super cool i'm just gonna let it play quietly god it's so good when he comes in man yeah what's super cool is um it's hard to it's hard to talk over it it's so good (laughs) his voice is phenomenal dude that's what he was known for apparently was that falsetto that like I was reading that he, like, people thought that Phil Collins discovered him. Wow. And, uh, which is just, like, ridiculous because he's successful on his own, right? And right. And, like, these, all these, he had these other R&B singles and, and some, like, since then has done, like, I guess gospel, some gospel music, and, um, like, that th- was, like, super successful. But yeah. I read this thing that, he was in a Phil Collins was in an interview somewhere. And let me, I'll just go ahead and read it. And the interviewer did not, did not realize that Philip Bailey was one of the brightest stars of earth, wind and fire. Um, he was like, where did you discover, you know, Philip Bailey and Phil Collins was joking around and said that he heard him on the radio when he was filling his gas tank and signed him immediately. And the guy actually printed it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Which is also a different unfortunate circumstance. It's <laughs> like when uh Kanye discovered uh Paul McCartney. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's uh Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean, how are you so dense that uh, that's a different topic, but like that people were like, "Oh man, this guy's going to blow up one day." It's yeah. like, dude, that's Paul McCartney, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a, especially if you I mean, it'd be different if it was like me thinking that like just to to myself but if you're a music writer right and and you're writing an article about a a, a album or a song or whatever do a little research i mean i did a little research for this podcast look it up that's insane i saw something about that from there was like a program director 
that was sending out letters and sent one to Annie Lennox in like the early 2000s and was like, I really like your music. Um, you should submit it to us and maybe we'll play it on the radio. <laughs> she was oh like, my God. <laughs> like, I think I'm doing all right. She's like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I've finished making music. <laughs> uh, you know, what's cool. One of the cool things about this song is obviously the drums are amazing. Um, and the, the melodies and the production is just like unbelievably good. Um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those songs and there are a lot of these, but this, this is one of those really good ones where the melody and the harmony, um, or the, the, the two harmonies, however you want to look at it, like you're not even really sure where the melody is because uh-huh. it's the blend of the two yeah. that makes the melody. And it's like, you can't even discern the two different voices. So if you listen to like the main, the verse, like the intro yeah, and they're both singing, uh-huh. And uh, there's uh, Philip Bailey's uh, falsetto and Phil Collins' just amazing high voice. But mm-hmm. Phil Collins is actually singing the harmony, not the main melody. Yeah. And um, it's so well intertwined that it just sounds like one part. Yeah. And and this is probably at a time where, I don't know, what year was this? Um, this came out in 84. So 84? They're, so making was... it, they're making it in probably 83. So there's no auto-tune. You no, know, no, there's absolutely. these two are just like freaking, you know, just amazingly badass singers. They're just good. Yeah. Yeah. Back when people had to be good. You know, uh, there is the back when people had to be good mentality. And there are a few albums where I listen to them. Um, I've done more like sit back and listen to albums lately than yeah. I ever have. And there are a few where I'm like, I, that's insane that they didn't have modern tools. Yeah. That, that was all five of them just playing at once and then like, okay, we're done. Yeah. We did it perfectly. <laughs> like, each one of us yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's amazing in and of itself. But then to hear something like this where, you know, I'm sure Phil Collins had some tricks up his sleeve. I'm sure there's some, probably some good documentaries on how he, cause he, he, he is a recording artist, not just as a musician. Yeah. Um, is known for having really killer production. Um, mm-hmm. He's really meticulous about it and everything. Um, so I'm sure there was, you know, I'm sure it wasn't just one take, one and done or whatever, but just to hear this and know what they had at their disposal at the time Mm -hmm. is insane. Uh, Actually, it's when you mentioned one and done, apparently what I read, and I can't find where I read it, but they had written and recorded the entire album. And Phil Collins, there was another guy that was producing it with them. His name was Neil, Neil something. And I can't find the name. Um, But they sat down and decided that there wasn't like a viable hit on the album. And so they went back and the three of them together wrote, wrote easy lover after the album was made so that they'd have a hit on it. And um, it's, it's just like, it's not really about anything other than like what they were, they were just trying to write like a song about a girl Hit that song. tears your heart out and you won't believe yeah. you won't feel it. Uh, you hear stuff like that for this, or you hear stuff like I've I've heard a few Phil Collins uh tales where he uh it was one take or whatever, and then uh, there's all there's like the there's like the uh crazy story of um 
Jimmy Page coming in and like drunk and doing like one take on Stairway to Heaven solo. Yeah. You know, and then just like, you know, done and whatever. You hear that and you're like, that's so insane. Like I hear stuff like, and I love these albums, like Bleach by, Nir- by Nirvana uh-huh. was recorded, recorded in like five hours for like $600. Yeah. Or like the first Ramones album was recorded for like, you know, next to nothing in like a day. And you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's yeah. A, it it kind of sounds, sounds bad and their songs are like, <laughs> the whole album's like 20 minutes long. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> but when you hear stuff like this or whatever um, and, you know, albums like this and you're like, oh yeah, they were singing, they're just both up up against the mic in the booth, you know, um, singing together. They're not on separate takes or whatever. It's just like, what? Yeah. You know, just insane that they yeah. that this kind of stuff came out of people. It's crazy. Um, you should listen to just to um, like compare and and to the first song on this album mm-hmm. um and hear the drums on it and you're like oh yeah hear that They're like i mean it's still hard and like just in your face yeah You know what? I actually like this a lot. Oh, it's awesome. It's got that, um, whatever, I guess maybe that's a theremin or something, that um, um, Rockwell song, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. talking about? Uh, Mm -hmm. Somebody's watching me or whatever. Dude. All right, man. I'm gonna have to listen to that. It's um, awesome. That's it. I've I've never listened to this album, to be honest. I hadn't either, and and it, it was this weird realization after I read that Phil Collins did you know produce it, did all the drums. That when I listened to it, and I was just like, oh man, yeah, like yes, yeah. that's that's Phil Collins. Yeah, there's some there's moments. I mean, anytime this song comes on, uh, Easy Lover, um, I actually like there there for me. The highest honor in my own brain, obviously no one gives crap about my honor, but um, <laughs> in my own brain, the highest honor that I can personally give a song is when I imagine myself like covering it. Yeah. Um, because it's so good. Like I feel like it has to be like retold a different way or like I, I just want to feel what it feels like to play and sing that, you know, yeah. at the same time or whatever. And this is one of those songs like every time I hear it, I'm like, man, totally should have covered this like as a band or like – I might, maybe I'll re-record that. I mean, yeah, it'd be really hard, but um, like, <laughs> I try to play it now and I can't, I can't really? keep up. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, it's a very big song. Um, mm-hmm. the vocals are insane. So that would be, that would be quite the task. Yeah. That would have been, yeah, man, we might've butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> we were good with our, our cover of the cars. Yeah. Yeah. This one would have been a little tough. Um, Man, this uh so I had no idea that Philip Bailey uh I honestly, you know, shame on me, had no idea that this was his album. Yeah. And had no idea that there was like, you know, a whole album behind it. Uh-huh. Um and that uh oh there's an extended dance remix of Easy Lover. Oh man, I bet that's bad. I'm playing it. He likes his drum machines. Whoa. 
awesome. I mean, it's awesome, but that's because the song is awesome. <laughs> this little, like, boopy drum machine intro didn't do anything. That's it's awesome. The same thing. I mean, it's only about a minute and a few seconds longer than the regular version, so. I wonder if it's just that little drum machine intro at the beginning. Is <laughs> they're like, we need people to be able to dance longer to this song. <laughs> Phil Extended. Collins like, go, go, eat. Put one of these drum samples <laughs> on it. I need it. I need a, an extended dance time for this. I wonder if they like played it in clubs or something. I maybe. I mean, it's it's a pretty big song. It yeah. was. I mean, I imagine in '84 it was a big deal. Maybe it wasn't. I have. I actually have no idea. I don't um, either. I was four years I know old. that I know that the first time I heard this song or the first time I like remember caring um you know back I don't know 15 20 years ago um mm. I remember being like that's that's amazing amazing yeah. hands down like just just an excellent song so and then our whole like group of friends like clung on to Phil Collins at one point oh yeah um it it got cool there for a minute um I think musicians I mean, still musicians is. like Phil Collins mm-hmm. and, and Genesis He's kind of an arrogant jerk. Is he? I, I don't, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, outside of his music, I don't really like, it's not like I've watched a bunch of Phil Collins interviews. I mean, he's not like, like, okay, I shouldn't say that. I really shouldn't. He's not like a jerk. He's just very like, I mean, he's like, yeah, I'm Phil Collins. Yeah. He's a, he's <laughs> a knight. Know? Yeah. And he's, you he's know, like, I, I guess he's, Phil Collins. he's part of that like rock royalty. Yeah. Sort of like, you know, David Bowie, Mick Jagger, Elton John, Phil Collins, yeah. Paul McCartney. It's all those British, like, I live in a castle and I've got, like, a zillion dollars kind of British people. rockers that somehow got knighted. And like, yeah. <laughs> I think he's yeah. a knight. I've said that a couple of times and I don't actually. You have said that. Huh? I don't know that, that, I don't know that that's true. It sounds right. That sounds legit. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, it, it might, I might be thinking of Elton John. Mm. Is Phil Collins a knight? Phil Collins has yet to be knighted by the Queen, but there is a wow. movement among fans to make the pop star our next knight among us. Uh, nice. Well, you know what would be freaking hilarious is if <laughs> they went to war and all those people had to like get on a horse and fight people <laughs> with swords. Could you imagine that? Paul McCartney. I'm just and, all I'm thinking of is Elton Paul McCartney John, and Mick Jagger. And uh, man, that would be oh man, an incredible is movie. Mick- is Mick Jagger a knight? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up who's a knight now. What musicians? <laughs> this are is our podcast. Knights. <laughs> uh, Barry Gibb. Nice. Barry Gibb. Uh, Ray Davies. I don't. Is Bono is he a knight? I, I don't know if I don't know if this. Can you is... be knighted if you're not a naturalized like? Well, I guess he is. Ireland. He I guess is. It's UK. Yeah. Um, I guess Barry Gibbs not. I think it's like I was just looking at the pictures across the top of the Google search, and I think it's people who have written songs that say the word "night" in ah. it. So, the Beatles, mm. um, Bono, David Bowie, Roger Daltrey, Tom Jones, oh, Robert wow. Robert Plant. Jeez. Um, who else? I don't know. I who, mean, those all make Bob those make Geldorf. Sense. I don't know who Bob Geldorf is. Cliff Richard. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Uh, Do you have to be part of the UK? I don't think so. Tom Jones. Well, Tom Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Neither is Bono. Was was Freddie Mercury? 
Brian May is. Brian May, okay. Uh, Sting, Sir Sting. He'd yeah. probably be good, uh, like, in a fight. Sir, Sir Sting. He would be good in a fight. <laughs> he would Sting. just, like, be one of those guys with two swords that, like, <laughs> m- massacres everyone with his shirt off. <laughs> exactly. He's, like, 75. <laughs> better shape than me. Rod Stewart, the exact opposite of Sting. <laughs> and there, I was watching this thing on uh, Steve Albini, who is the, uh, he was a producer, or I guess not really producer, engineer on, um, I don't know, lots of albums that you like, you know, in uh-huh. Utero and Bush and stuff. Yeah. Steve Albini was a big, big guy in the early 90s, still pretty big. He's got his own studio in Chicago. Anyway, um, he's very like dry, yeah. not funny, no sense of humor, <laughs> um, kind of kind of a jerk not like a jerk but just kind of like i don't know just drop and yeah. yeah and he's like going through his like chords and like showing him people around his studio and he's like oh we've got this guy for when when you're when you're feeling blue and it's just like a cutout stand-up of rod stewart for some <laughs> reason <laughs> and it really made me laugh i don't know why rod stewart's a funny he's a funny personality mick jagger's a knight george martin you know eric clapton I think I'm gonna, of course he is I think I'm going to have to go back through and listen to the uh, Phil Collins and maybe even now the Philip Bailey catalog. Um, you know, I've, I have my favorites from yeah. Phil Collins. Um, Easy Lovers, easily probably my number one Phil yeah. Collins, you know, work. Um, and then probably... In the Air Tonight, man. In, in, in the, the Air Tonight pretty great. Yeah, that's a good one. Susu Studios, good. What um, about uh, One More Night? Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> or, yeah, he's got a lot of good ones. Um, I don't care anymore. Ooh, that's a good. One. That's a good one. Another day in paradise is. I, I've always liked that song a lot. Yeah. Um, do you like? Uh, do you like Peter Gabriel? You know, I do like Peter. So, hot take here. I like Peter Gabriel's solo stuff. I, mm-hmm. I'm honestly not that huge of a fan of Genesis. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's a little too like proggy for me. Yeah. Like I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan um, of Genesis. Um, I like Peter Gabriel. I like Peter Gabriel. It's funny in the last like six months, I've I don't know what I don't know what has taken over my brain, but um, like electronic music has become more interesting to me. Uh-huh. Um, and not like new electronic music, and definitely not like techno or anything like that. But yeah. um, uh, honestly, like synth pop from like the eighties. Yeah. Um, specifically for the drum machines and the synths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not partly because I like the way it sounds because I do. I've always loved the cure. Obviously they're a synth heavy band. Um, yeah. but, uh, I really have started to appreciate what they had to work with in the early eighties. Yeah. Um, these machines and stuff were like, they were all analog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like moving, it was literally machines. So it's like moving parts and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're getting these crazy sounds out of it. And now I can get stuff like here, like I got, <laughs> it's gonna annoy me later um i got this thing um this thing's pretty sweet it's a uh it's a frequency modulator drum machine so it's basically like a um like a step sequencer uh-huh. so here's your steps down at the bottom and then this is hard to do upside down these pads mm-hmm. are like uh your different sounds so it's basically six tracks you get like kick snare um, you get like weird other like metal sounds and like little like yeah. like synth like synth pads and stuff. Um, 
But like playing with this and the amount of stuff it can do, it's just insane. I'm just like, wow, I can get all these crazy like sounds and, and beats and loops and stuff like that. But then like listening to these guys like Phil Collins, um, you know, even the beginning of In the Air Tonight or uh, half half his freaking albums, like knowing that he programmed all that stuff into drum machines back in the day when you actually had to like program that stuff into drum machines. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like he's like a drummer and a singer. Yeah. And like he's like, I think I'm going to pick up this crazy piece of machinery and like route signals and stuff. Uh-huh. Like it, I just I really appreciate that because that's the kind of person I am. So like when I hear that people like got into that in the 80s. Um, that's really interesting to me. And so someone as corporate and like polished as Phil Collins, like getting into that kind of thing is like uh-huh. really, really interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And I think it's, uh, it, I don't know how to articulate this. It's like a, a, a testament to talent, I guess, mm-hmm. or or even like ingenuity. Yeah. Uh, of just being able to to then turn that into like a song. You know, I mean, you can make loops. I can sit around with an iPad and like make loops all day. And it's like, right. I'll never be able to do the same thing again because <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just pushing buttons and making things that sound cool. And, and yeah. he's like recording it. And then like, well, I could play, you know, all these instruments over it and sing this melody and like turn it into a song and play it live, you know, hundreds of right. thousands of times. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. I've, I've spent the last, you know, 10, 15 years accumulating, you know, little random pieces of gear um, that are cool. And for a long time for me, it was like lots of knobs and wires and that's neat. Uh-huh. Uh, but I had no idea what they did. And really just in the last two years or year even, um, I finally started like programming and learning and like really appreciating like, wow, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that goes into like synthesizers and synthesis. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, you know, me as I've been an analog instrument instrumentalist for so long. Um, kind of poo-pooed on that, you know, that side of the world. Yeah, of um, course. Mu- the music world, um, which is stupid. It wasn't uh, a big part of music when we were like in our heyday of making music. Yeah. I suppose. At least the kind of music that we were listening to and playing. It was for people like Senru. Remember them? Yeah. I saw... <laughs> we won't record this, but I saw him a couple of years ago at a restaurant and I was like, hey, Will. He was like, uh... Hey. And I was like, you know, Daniel from Verona. He's like Verona. I'm like, oh, eclectic. And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> eclectic too, I suppose. But yeah, sure. Oh, that wow. one. That one. I um, I got man. I went down memory lane hard recently I, uh, <laughs> with I our found, with our box of music. Yeah, I found that that G5. Well, I didn't find it. It's been sitting in my office, but I finally yeah. was like, I wonder if there's like stuff on there. So I just like plugged it in. So much. I have all the chords and stuff. <laughs> and it was like two hard drives full of stuff. I was like, oh my God. It was insane, dude. It's um, awesome. That, uh, so I actually, the past few days, have been sitting down and playing through it. Like as nice. I listen to it, I can finally like actually play the songs I used to play. <laughs> nice. Can you play Hats <laughs> Off to Herald Square? No. That's a tough one. No, man. I can't. I could barely play that whenever we were playing it all the time. I can play Iron Wings now. Nice. I you know, uh this was a this was an awesome episode. I you know, I'm glad that we're choosing songs that are so diverse. Yeah. It sounds weird. It it sounds kind of stupid to say diverse because they both so far have fallen in like the western <laughs> white, rock realm. White middle aged yeah. man making rock music category yeah yeah i mean philip bailey well you know, philip bailey yeah he's 
R&B and soul. And, um, and I think, I mean, this song has a lot of soul to it. Um, I'm definitely, I have a song that's definitely going to be a major departure from, uh, from rock music, uh, coming up. Uh, maybe we'll do it next week, uh, or next, right. next, next month. But, um, yeah, this was a good one. Uh, do you have, do you have more songs, uh, that are obscure or are you going to start um, to, I do, I, I do. Do I? <laughs> I think my my next one it probably falls into the same. I don't know. No, I've got. I mean, yeah. No, they're not obscure. They're That's okay. and they're and they're not. Um, they're not a huge departure from rock. But we haven't done them yet, so maybe I'll rethink what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, we are at our core, you know, rock people yeah you know so i think that that's that's okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um so cool well uh yeah this was a fun one do you have uh any any more oh no dead yeah Are yeah dead? S- sorry dude i completely lost you for a few seconds like i didn't hear anything so if that's Weird. if that's like totally off, um, nah. we can start. What did you just ask me? I was just saying this is a good one. Uh, do you uh, you have anything else you want to add to this one? No, man. I think uh, what my goal is is to get anybody listening to go back and and dig into some Phil Collins and some and and maybe discover Philip Bailey because, damn, dude. To be honest, this uh, just the. 30 seconds that we listen to Chinese wall, which is the album that this is on, um, by Philip Bailey. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this album. I honestly, it's never good. Did, so it's good. I mean, it's a, it's a, at times a little funny just because, it, you know, obviously it's a little dated. Um, sure. but it's, uh, I mean, even the, just the drums on her and the singing is great. So nice. It's worth a listen. Well, I will definitely be listening to that. Uh, hopefully, you guys that listen to this will uh, come back uh, next month. Uh, we'll have a new song, and uh, next month will be my pick. So we'll see what we come up with. Are you gonna Are you gonna give any hints? Hmm. Next month, I think I'm gonna stick with the uh, R&B soul um, okay. genre. New so or old? This will be new. Oh. This will be new. You've listened to it. Um, I know that uh, I've, I've thrown it over to you and been like, dude, check this out. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a new artist, a newer artist, and uh, it's definitely in the more uh, soul category. So Good. Yep. I know I'll like it. <laughs> cool. Um, well, awesome. We will uh, we'll, uh, see you guys uh, on the flip side. Catch you on the flip. Peace out. Thanks for listening.